Hello there. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Claudia with a K, and today I'm joined by Deck and Key. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about another round. Let's see it, sure. As always, it's very fitting to begin with the story of the movie. Key, what would you like to say today about the story? Uh, I think to give it a bit of a summary, it was something like this. Martin and his friends test an old theory to its absolute limits. To alcohol, the cause of, and solution to, all of life's problems. Driven by liquid courage, a group of teachers trying to regain the confidence and joy of their youth while breaking free from the monotony of their days, are taking part in the age-old tradition of the disenfranchised. Day drinking. And drinking on the job. They keep seeing positives to all of this, but what about negatives? Will they fly too close to the sun and fall? Not just literally, because they are indeed drunk, but also emotionally and socially. Claudia? Dex summed it up as a movie about a midlife crisis after we watched it. But just to correct some of the inconsistencies there, it wasn't just drinking as such. The goal was to maintain a constant level of intoxication throughout the day. At a birthday party, they they discussed a theory of psychiatrist Finn Skarderud, I think his name was, that apparently humans are born with a blood alcohol content deficiency of 0.05%. And that being at 0.05% makes one more creative and relaxed. So, four colleagues, essentially four leads in the movie, decided to test the theory. Sure, what can go wrong? The plot of the movie takes us through the story of four teachers that in some way feel that they failed in life, which kind of sets the context for the whole movie. Of course, we are dealing with teachers whipped by students and their parents. We have lack of connection with students, lack of energy, disconnect from families, failed marriages, controlling spouses, cheating wives, depression, and of course, key already covered, alcoholism. It is all jolly dolly. All of them are having a blast and seeing improvements until, well, until what exactly? Well, as you can imagine, things go south at some stage. So I frequently get told off by my co-host about excessively long stories and spoiling it all for you. So I hope I'm getting a little bit better. I'm not revealing too much, just setting a little bit of context for you all. However, I do have fun fact for you today uh, that is story related. Um, The film is actually not a 100% original story. It is based on a play written by uh, Thomas Winterberg while he was working at the Berg Theatre in Vienna. So Winterberg also drew inspirations from stories his daughter Ida told him about drinking culture within kind of Danish youth. The story was originally 
and here is a quote, a celebration of alcohol based on the thesis that world history would have been different without alcohol. Surely we can all relate to that. And according to Winterberg, it was a much angrier movie originally. However, um, there, after some tragic events of Ida dying in car accident only four days before filming, and here's a side note, Ida was actually supposed to play Mad's daughter in the movie. So after the accident happened, Winterberg actually wanted to pull a plug on the whole production. However, he eventually reworked the story to become more, I guess, life-affirming. So it is also quite fitting that the movie is based in Copenhagen. Did you actually know, guys, that Denmark has some of the highest rates of teenage drinking in the world? So there was a a health organization report that was released earlier in in 2020 that found that Danish 15-year-olds consumed alcohol at nearly double the European average. Recent efforts even to raise the minimum age of purchasing alcohol to 18 from 16, believe it or not, have been met with resistance and not from teenagers. It was actually partially because older adults recall their own youthful intoxication so fondly. Okay. But enough about that, enough about fun facts behind. Let's get into the fun part of the episode. I'm sure you're all itching to hear about likes and dislikes. Deck, I'm really curious to hear your opinion about the movie. Apart from, I suppose, our hidden love towards Mads, uh, what did you think about the acting? Uh, Yeah, I, I thought the acting was amazing in the film, actually, to be honest. There was a... You know, I don't watch that many Danish films, I guess. So, you know, I don't know what I was really expecting, but I knew Mads Mikkelsen was, you know, always going to be reliable. And you see the so many clips of him dancing at the end. But I think throughout the film, himself and the other three leads are so... It's like a buddy road trip in a weird way it's you know these guys going on a bit of a life journey together and I think they work so well together as well um they bounce off each other so well you get the impression that these guys have been friends for years and it's just how how engaging and quiet their performances are at the same time you know it's like you're kind of hooked in but they don't need to be screaming at the the camera they don't need to be you know aggressive all the time they don't need to be I'm passionately speaking this line. You know, you you got the point across with just a little bit of a wink, a little bit of a facial expression, you know, less is more um, with, with, with their acting here. Uh, yeah, I think you could describe it as pretty nice and naturalistic how they're performing in this film. Because actually when you were saying it there, I was thinking back, yeah, I wasn't really, let's say, seeing acting. I did quite believe these were mm. friends chatting with each other. It didn't feel forced conversation or camaraderie. You can see how each person's kind of playing their part in a friend group, like who's the joker, who's the one that gets tricked, and so on. Yeah, no, it's like the chemistry between all four of them, like that was normal. Like, you could tell, and 
you you get that impression coming across from the screen every time that there were there were real four teachers being friends, you know, that they would they would go to a friend's forte party and they'd all comfortably open up to each other. Um which I think is a very good skill to have, you know, as an actor as well, to get that across so convincingly, you know, on screen. I suppose that's the job at the end of the day, isn't it, to be an actor. You gotta convince us you are this person. And I think the four leads definitely manage that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would completely agree with you here. The the acting from the four leads is, is impeccable. I I do actually have to admit that I had doubts myself if, you know, was it just acting or, you know, did they had a little bit of help taking the kind of subject matter into consideration? And I know, Deck, you shot down that idea pretty quickly that, you know, stating it's it's professional environment after all. However, like that idea did bog me. Um, so I had to do some research afterwards. So yes, it is correct. Mads came out himself and said that no alcohol was involved while filming on set. However, um, there's always a but. Uh, some reports, well, not some, same report uh, noted that offset there were some, let's say, experimentation involved specifically what would happen at you know the 0.05 and 0.08 percent so there they supposedly even had like a, a little boot camp to, to like monitor how speech and movements change so let's say that they were doing research off camera but on camera excellent acting and that's it you know I think that also builds their chemistry as well, that they were hanging out after shooting, um, going for drinks, testing a bit of the dairy themselves and with the director. That's going to show when you're when you're going to be shooting then, you know, like these guys are already way more comfortable with each other. Um, so whether it was intentional or unintentional, they got the chemistry across pretty well, like. And I think it's quite interesting how the brush alcohol into it like that because we do see in this film that alcohol consumption is brought into the story and as the story progresses so does the alcohol consumption itself as we see they have a counter that comes up at different points in the film working its way up to the 0.05 percent and pushing a little bit beyond that as the story goes a bit deeper dealing with the actors and their relationship with alcohol let's say that develops over the film what was the max level that they reached in the movie i can't recall that actually i did see a one point i was i i'm sure it's a 1.2 percent yeah it's 1.2 or 3 i think but let's say um possibly small spoilers but out of context one thing there is a thing they call oblivion and i believe that is the highest point at least when we're under the impression that they're measuring that they went uh, with the blood alcohol content. And just to kind of come back to the acting, um, obviously I'm, I'm not familiar with the other leads. The only one obviously we know is it's Mads himself. But do you feel that him acting in his native language differs from his English speaking roles, for example? Just to clarify, we're talking about Mads Mikkelsen. Um, just in case you know Claudia Campanensi's surname. Yes, uh, that's why yeah, I yeah. only he only goes um, by the first name. Yeah, but no, I I like I think I said it to you afterwards. It's nice to see him play a good guy, 
you know, where he's not uh, an evil American villain or he's the villain with the foreign accent. I mean, he's been what? A villain in Casino Royale. Um, Indiana Jones this year. He was the villain in Indiana Jones. Um, and what you... Hannibal. Con- yeah, I wanted know? to say what you consider well, him a hero. He was just misunderstood, misunderstood in Doctor Strange. Yeah, in Doctor Strange, yeah, he was just there. And I think those Carlsberg ads, he was quite villainous as well, you know. Um, but I think we can call him misunderstood in Hannibal as well. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> no. No. <laughs> but no, I, I thought he did really well. It was, it was nice to see him in a role like this. Um... Where like yeah, I've I've seen him in his I suppose native language before, and he's always good. But here I just thought he left he, he let his hair down in this part. Yeah. I think something we all agreed on was the music, and yeah, like I mean the music is very memorable throughout the film. But I think we're all in agreement with the final song. I suppose the famous song that comes out of this film, and I suppose. What a song it is. What a life it is. It's also the song that opens the movie as well. <laughs> it does, but it does, but it's not the memorable oomph that you get in the opening. You 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 know, you get a more memorable hit with it at the end, like but Like I I personally but What a finale, huh? <laughs> You're spoiling it now, dude. No, but like ju- just to kind of say like the song is actually sorry you want to go first <laughs> chaos chaos in the chaos, recording Jesus, booth i tell Jesus, you chaos. <laughs> just I, like the drunken antics uh, in the movie I'm, I'm trying to and we're not, we're sober as well just to clarify um yeah there's me trying to line everyone up for a joke to continue this on silence silence maybe we should experiment with point zero percent before performing <laughs> but yeah, certainly is a really nice song. What a life. What a night. And yeah, they use it quite well. Is that it does start at the beginning to kind of show the youth of the modern day. And we also see over time how that song starts to apply to the older cast of the film as well. And the way that the song bookends the movie, I think that's a really nice choice. And like it is a really nice catchy song because I did look up the song after I saw it and see a lot of things like Mads Mikkelsen dancing bought me here. <laughs> yeah, you know. So a little bit of little bit of promotion for the uh the songwriters. Yeah. And now segue. And now segue. Now it's my turn. I can talk now. So yes, so yes, it is played twice in the movie. Um uh, but I, I yes, I suppose it kind of highlights the you know the youth whatever and then it applies to to the to the older gentleman but i actually think that at the beginning it just sets the tone for the overall movie as in it kind of gives us a glimpse of what we can expect without revealing too much and then i think at the end it just wraps the story perfectly and kind of how the leads move on um kind of beyond the movie so yes it certainly doesn't overstay its welcome if you know what i mean um but also i was kind of curious myself um not sure if the song was written especially for the movie but it 
certainly the lyrics uh, hit the major uh, bits in the movie. So obviously it's quite a hyperactive tune, let's say. Quite a, a kind of a dancey uh, melody to it. However, when It's a you, boogie song. It's Just a, say the word boogie. Boogie. <laughs> oh, yes, it's a boogie tune. Um, however, when you listen to the, the lyrics, you will actually realize it's a little bit darker, which is actually not something that kind of sink into my brain uh, while I was watching. It was just afterwards when I was obsessively listening to the song on repeat um, that it just kind of daunted me. This film is kind of sold on its ending, I guess. You know, I'm looking at the Blu-ray cover and it's got Mad Mickelson downing I don't know if it's wine or beer um, or both. Um, and like, yeah, it's it's what the film, I suppose, is building towards. And I mean, that scene is just infectious. It's just, yeah, pump your fist in the air of joy, you know. Whether that was the message he wants to get across or not is another thing. But it's so infectious if he's dancing. Um, and yes, Mads Mikkelsen was a professional dancer before he turned to the dark side um, of being the evil Danish villain in all those American and British films. Um, but like his dancing is just so wonderful you know i suppose it's what a life that he was gifted with all of these dancing skills like yeah uh the dancing scene it is a really nice way to cap off the movie we do see some dancing i think earlier on in the movie because because the other members of the cast one of them points out that martin's sorry i was about to say martin's character but mad's character martin was actually a dancer when he was younger and it was something he kind of had left to the wayside, but by starting to drink, he kind of regained that love of dance. Side note here. How the hell Mads manages to change his shoes twice, like, so fast in the dancing sequence? How? Now, rewind that a sec. I want you to say, how the hell does Mads Mikkelsen manages to change his shoes? Go on, say it. Why? It should be funny. How the hell Mads manages to change no, his no, shoes? No, 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 no. Mads Mikkelsen manages. No, <laughs> I am not saying his surname. By the way, he hasn't mentioned his surname either. So he has the cowards, same... Cowards, cowards, <laughs> the lot of you. We'll be abandoned Denmark over this. Even I said Carlsberg. Surely that gets us a free ride into the country. On the shoe category, it is still a very well-directed film. It's very crisp. It's very shiny directing and what i mean by that is it you know everyone knows what they're doing every little scene you know what you're getting out of it there's no oh gee what was going on with that shot or why is that guy acting a bit strange here everything made sense throughout it all and the vision was very clear and um i suppose look maybe maybe when it got to the last scene he was just like no change your shoots man i don't like this change that oh same colour, but change the style of the shoes. Um, no, so, yeah. I think we figured out more professional reasoning for it because obviously some of the the jumps and moves he does, I don't think he wanted to do it in like no, no. his suit For health shoes. and safety reasons. Yeah. yeah. No, I would have said that's what makes Mads a pro. He even brings his own dancing shoes. Yeah. Let's go with that. And yeah, this movie we've seen, like there's good music, there's good acting for the main cast. 
And on the story as well, I actually quite liked some of the let's say leaps they did take with the movie to bring more seriousness to this and like cover uh, really some of the downsides of this topic of consuming alcohol and how it can affect your life. So this movie it shows arguments between partners. It shows fathers kind of making a disgrace of themselves in front of their kids because this movie it could have kind of swept some of those things under the rug but they are kind of real things that happen i do appreciate they put it into a movie because it's not very hollywood to see like a relatively old man drunk in front of his family relatively (laughs) there was one bit i still don't know how i fully feel about it but it feels like for once, a father got a chance to get back at his child. Now, this is a bit of a spoiler, but one of the four leads had a problem with his child, quite an old child as well, peeing in bed. So after a drunken night, when the father gets into bed, he gets back at the child and basically, you know, pees himself. I mean, no, what a no, way. Like. I, I don't think that's played for laughs, <laughs> but yeah. But, like, no, when you think about it and you want to get a joke out of it, I'm like, Jesus, you mad bastard, like... That's just potty humor now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, other parts we have, one of the main cast, they do have a storyline where they do pay the price for going too deep into this pursuit of drinking alcohol and not knowing when to quit. And... Having, let's, I'm going to say, kind of like the courage to write that into a story, I think that is going to be a downer kind of arc in it. I do appreciate that they did go there with a the character and gave them that arc. Okay, so overall, I appreciate the fact that although it is a black humor comedy, it actually is more of a drama at times. And I think with Tommy's storyline in particular. So, yes, to test the theory is fun at the beginning. But it also shows a darker side of it, you know. But, okay, so we talked quite extensively about the likes. um, You know, quite memorable scenes in it. But I'm wondering, do you have any dislikes about the movie? Uh, For me, I just thought at times the pacing was a little slow. And it can derail the flow of the film, I guess. You know, it just feels this film is pushing on two hours and I feel you could have sharpened it up, tied it up in areas and just had that smoother flow scene to scene. I do think every scene in there is, is valuable but I think you could shave five to ten minutes off of this and it might come out a better film. Saying that though, it's also a bit predictable. Um, you know, I could kind of see each beat coming I might not have been able to call what happens to all four of the main leads, but I knew something was happening to to one of them. And, you know, certain traits are there. It's good that we see those traits happen, but you can still predict those traits from happening. Yeah, because I think I even had noted myself, Percy, off that still like half away into the runtime, we're still kind of seeing just positives from alcoholism here and you're like like the hammer has to drop yeah and i think when it does it's like oh yeah it's 
X, Y, and Z happens here. Hey, family drama over here. Ooh, kids don't like father over here. You know, it's like wife is angry at husband here. Um, troubles at school. You know, it's 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 like you pull out of all of these traits out of a hat and you're like, ah, we'll use them all. Uh, saying that though, to spin that negative into a positive, I do think it still builds towards its ending. Even though I had a feeling of what the ending would be and where we would get to the ending, I think the journey to that ending is still quite good. So even though a predictable journey, sometimes a predictable journey is still fun. So just though a little bit too much at times where I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool. And because of the pacing, you're kind of like, I could probably skip this scene and just get to them, you know, um, the main prize of it all. Maybe it just wasn't such an excellent idea to watch this movie at 10.30 in the evening. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, but uh, no, just all jokes aside, I yeah, I have to agree with you here. The pacing of the movie for me is questionable at times. Um, you obviously mentioned a couple of instances and again, they're the same for me. Uh, but I think apart from that, I don't have any other major dislikes. Key, how about yourself? Um, some things kind of stood out to me about how the story was kind of unfolding. Like one example is Mads Mikkelsen's character, Martin, I'll say in an air quotes, tries to get out. But within the same scene, he immediately falls. And this is like, halfway into the runtime and this isn't like they're saying the heroes during like there's a fall or like that they go away and then something brings them back like he immediately falls even though they're kind of building up to him saying no it just all gets thrown out i was like there's zero character progression it's character regression nearly like, it, like it's in the same scene he like yeah i'm out guys and he picks up the glass. And, and, and I'm like, come on. I'm like, Jesus, at least take a second. Oh, wait, no, he did actually take the second to think about it. Maybe yeah. take a moment, Mads. Just relax. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you're making enough money off those Carlsberg ads. You didn't need to just dive headfirst in again. And some of that kind of, say, disappointing lack of character progression was near the end uh, our main characters are still drinking again. And just after everything that's happened in the movie, I'm just wondering, are the lessons truly learned? Because they've experienced quite a bit and you see them reacting to that, but it seems to get washed away a bit too easily for me. Like, is it saying that life is only enjoyable being drunk, but even if it cost you dearly before? And... Just for me, it felt a bit too much trying to sweep it under the rug for me. So I think for Mad's character, um, there is actually in that final sequence, uh, as he does the dancing, I think there is a glimpse of him sitting on the bench um, and I think reading a text message and he kind of just looks into the distance. So maybe it's a case where instead of reverting to his, let's say, old boring life as he considers it he chooses himself and like you know that relaxed and you know chilled and happiness that the alcohol gives him you know 
So he chooses himself in the end, I think. For any new listeners out there, I'm just going to explain him in a slightly different way where you might go, geez, that's a bit crazy. Well, maybe go back and listen to the other episodes then and you might hear how we used to do it. But it's simple as this. It's don't see it. Just close your eyes. You, you don't have to see it. If you're being forced to watch it, walk away. You're probably under distress anyway. Maybe see it. Meh. Maybe can see it. If you want to maybe see it. You know, it's middle term. And then see it. Open your eyes. See something new. Be excited. You know, it's to see it. So yeah, that's how our ratings work. They're not as, you know, eccentric as that in the other episodes. But maybe you should go back and listen to the other episodes and you might see, oh yeah, I can see how this kind of gets boring for them after a while. I have to keep, you know, filling it in. But yeah, that's our ratings. So who wants to go first? Uh, finger points say it's apparently me. So for me, I am going to give it a maybe see it. And the reasoning for that is yeah, I had some disappointments with the movie. It is predictable. I don't think there's quite enough character progression for me. But that said, it does have multiple storylines. They do progress pretty well. There is good naturalistic acting here. There's a banger song in here too and some good dancing uh, choreographed, I'm sure, by Mads Mikkelsen himself. And I said, those things, there's enough pauses here that you can see this movie, but I won't say see it. It's not like you're going to be uh, missing out if you don't see this movie, but it's not so bad to say don't see it. There is some promise here. And who's next? Well, they're both looking at me, so I guess it's me. Uh, for me, it's to see it. It's um, I was kind of surprised. Uh, that I went as far as see it but no it's different um, you have really good um, actors you've really good song the dancing sequence I actually think there is character development and most importantly it shows a very difficult subject matter but it's not played just as a comedy there are some dramatic elements to it and um, yeah I think overall you it's it's worth watching and now we push Declan forward uh, for me this is easy um it's a see it for the reasons that I suppose my hosts a little bit of a mix yes it is predictable yes the story beats are seen and yes it does deal with a very difficult subject matter but I think it's how it handles all of that it's just a good film and it's something that I can see myself revisiting and kind of finding something a little bit different out of it. You know, maybe I won't watch it at half ten at night uh, when I'm quite sleepy and thinking, damn, this is a two-hour film. But I do think the ending is, is something to look forward to. Now knowing what the ending is, I feel like that journey is quite a good journey on the film. And I do think this film in somebody else's hands might not have been as good you put this in maybe an American director's hands and you're probably getting fart jokes and dads falling over, you know, trying to recapture their youth. Well, I think with this, it's quite a mature story. Um, There is, yes, some comedic elements, but I think between the four leads, there is more of a heart coming across each of their performances. And by the time we do get to the ending, 
you do feel that hurt. You do feel that these guys are more at ease. They've released themselves. Is it for the better or for the worse? I think the film lets you decide. But yeah, it is a see it for me. I do look forward to revisiting this at some point. But yeah, it's a see it. All right. Um, For our listeners today, thank you so much for tuning in. And we're looking forward hearing your feedback. As for today, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening. 